Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. The paramount importance of this one simple truth. What is that truth? Here is that truth. The different Gospels, and with them, the different Jesus is confusing and perverting the only true gospel in the church today. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Galatians. Some of us may have been visited by Mormons or Jehovah's Witnesses at some point in our lives, While they might have some similarities to Christianity, it's important we realize they deviate from truth. In today's message, Pastor J.D. teaches us the importance of taking a firm stand in our faith, which is centered on Christ and Christ alone. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Galatians chapter 1 with part 2 of his message, Jesus Only. Perhaps you've heard it said that you'll never know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. There does come those times in our lives, in our Christian experience, where God will deem it fit to strip away everything to get us back to Him. He'll bring you to that place, that much-needed place, if I can say it that way, where all you have is Jesus. And when you realize that all you have is Jesus, you also realize that all you need is Jesus. To me, this is an apt description of the Apostle Paul. Maybe I can say it this way. Everything centered on, came from, pointed to, and ended with Jesus only. You cut the Apostle Paul, he'll bleed Jesus. You talk to the Apostle Paul, all he talks about is Jesus. Christ and Him crucified. He had one string on his guitar, if you will, as someone quipped. That was the only note he played. That was the only song he would sing. Jesus only. He tried to get into a conversation about the weather, the price of real estate in Hawaii. (laughs) He'll bring it right back to Jesus. That's all he wanted to talk about. You know, in... 2 Corinthians, when he's having to again defend himself and and boast as the super apostles will, I believe that killed him. He died a thousand deaths. He doesn't want to talk about himself. He doesn't want to preach self. He wanted to preach Jesus and Jesus only. And that's what he's doing here in this letter to the churches in the area of Galatia. Before we move on to the second and last question that we're going to 
ask today, I think I need to address a problem with this question. And the problem with this question is it can almost seem like and sound like it's rhetorical. Who's the authority in my life? Well, of course, right? Not so fast. Let me ask the question, the same question in a different way. And again, you see it on the screen, but let me ask this question. And again, I ask it of myself. Who calls the shots in your life? What do you mean? Okay, let me phrase it a different way. Who makes the decisions in your life? Well, (laughs) the husband might say, my wife calls the shots in my life. Well, she shouldn't. The wife says, my husband is the man of the house. He wears the pants in the family. I try to tell him which, you know, pair of pants to wear, but my husband's the head, but I'm the neck. I tell him which way to turn, right? You've heard that, right? Let me ask it this way. And think about this again. Who's really on the throne of your life? Are you? Is it self? Are you calling the shots? Are you making the decisions? Or is it Jesus? Is the Lord on the throne of your life? Let's be honest. Shall we? What are you going to say? No. (laughs) Let's be honest with ourselves. I think if we're honest, what we're going to find is that self is on the throne. We call the shots in our own lives. We're sitting on the throne of our own lives. And maybe I can suggest this in love. Does that not explain why it is that you're encountering the problems in your life? I'm really convicted, so we're going to move on to the second question. It's not going to get any better, but why not? It actually sort of ties in to the first, and the question is, who am I being influenced by? Who's the dominant influence in my life? Who am I listening to supremely? What voice, what influence has that dominant impact in my life. In verses 6 through 9, Paul expresses his utter astonishment at how quickly the Galatian Christians had deserted Christ by turning to a different gospel, which again was no gospel at all. And he tells them that it's evident that there are those who are throwing them into confusion, and it's deliberate, because he says that they seek deliberately to pervert, that's a pretty strong word, and corrupt the pure and simple 
gospel of Jesus Christ. And to me, it's like Paul is saying, I'm not so much astonished that you would turn, but that you would turn so quickly, which would seem to indicate that not much time had passed before these Judaizers came in and confused them and perverted the gospel. Then in what I see as being very powerful, he twice tells them that anyone, and he even includes himself, even if we, the Apostle Paul would say, if if we or an angel from heaven were to come to you and preach a different gospel then we and even they should be under God's curse. They should be cursed. They should be cursed. Not their different gospel, which should be cursed, of course. They, he's pronouncing a curse on anyone, including himself, that would dare introduce a different gospel. Wow. And then he references an angel from heaven. Oh, how I wish every Mormon, as great as they are, we have Mormon neighbors. They're the best neighbors you could ever want. They are the kindest, the most gracious, very moral, very upstanding. But oh, how I wish every Mormon would take heed to these verses. Why? Well, there was an angel, allegedly from heaven. His name, Moroni, that appeared with a different gospel and a different Jesus. And oh, by the way, this different Jesus, he's not God. It's interesting, on the mainland, I also had a Mormon neighbor. They're out to get me. (laughs) But I I remember having this conversation with him, and I wanted to see how far he would go down the Jesus road with me. So I got him as far as Jesus is Lord. Yeah. Jesus is Savior. Yeah. Jesus is Redeemer. Yeah. Jesus is God. Stop right there. He's not God. Well, wait a minute. Uh, John 1, unless you want to rewrite that, which they did. Some did, by the way. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word became flesh. Jesus became flesh, became a man, and tabernacled amongst us. Verse 14, John 1. That's pretty clear. Every year at Christmas, I always marvel when we sing songs out of Isaiah, Emmanuel. You know what Emmanuel means? (laughs) Call me silly, but it's pretty clear. It means God with us. God with us. Jesus is 
God. But they have a different Jesus. According to Doctrine and Covenants, in September of 1823, Joseph Smith received visitations from the angel Moroni, who, get this, they refer to as an angel of light. What? Wait a minute. 2 Corinthians 11, remember? In 2 Corinthians 11, verse 14, Paul writes and says, And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me that this angel Moroni is an angel of light? Yikes. Did you read this verse here in 2 Corinthians 11? You might want to. Let me parenthetically say that like Joseph Smith and the angel Moroni, Muhammad was also visited by an angel allegedly from heaven. His name? Oh, Gabriel. Huh. There are those who suggest that there are some eerie similarities between Mormons and Muslims, and chief of which is that they were both visited by an angel of light, and both claim that the Bible was corrupted, and both claim that Jesus is not God. To the Mormon, Jesus is not God. To the Muslim, Jesus is a great prophet. And for those of you who know what Islam is all about, (laughs) when Muhammad returns, Jesus will do the opening prayer for him. Did you know that? They also both claim that their books, the Qur'an to the Muslim and the Book of Mormon to the Mormon, are the final authority as being inspired by God. Here's what's interesting, and I want you to think through this with me. They are counterfeit religions that are cursed. Why? Because they are a counterfeit of the genuine. This is why you'll never see a counterfeit $70 bill. There's no such thing as a genuine $70 bill. You only counterfeit that which is authentic. And does not, in some ways, the counterfeit validate and authenticate the genuine. And this is what this is. Satan is a master counterfeiter. There is only one gospel. There is only one Jesus, and there is only one inspired Word of God. And by the way, if you want to really take this further, you can go into the book of Revelation and read about the curses that will come upon those who dare to add or subtract from the inspired Word of God. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. All Scripture, 
is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Something else here I want to point out. I don't know if you notice this or not, but conspicuously absent from the beginning of this letter is any praise for these churches. When Paul writes to the Romans, to the Philippians, to the Colossians, to the Thessalonians, and even the Corinthians, as carnal as they were, he began his letter with words of praise and commendation, much like the seven letters to the seven churches in Revelation. Jesus has a commendation for these churches, things that they were doing right, things that they were doing good. But there's none of that here. Why? I would suggest that it's because of the seriousness of the Galatians embracing another gospel. Here's how I want to close. I don't know if it's possible, and I think you would agree, to overstate the paramount importance of this one simple truth. What is that truth? Here is that truth. The different Gospels, and with them, the different Jesus is confusing and perverting the only true gospel in the church today. Today. What are you saying? Well, think about it. You can go to a church today. I'm not going to mention names. No need. You can go to a church today, and you're going to hear a different gospel. And the Jesus that they're presenting is a different Jesus. A number of years ago, I had occasion to talk with a youth pastor that had left this church, and again, no names, no need. And he had shared with me why. He said, we, we just had our Resurrection Sunday service, and I want to give you the basic outline of the message. And he proceeded to kind of give me a thumbnail sketch of what was preached at this Resurrection Sunday morning service. And he got to the end, and he said that there was an invitation And the invitation went like this, and he proceeded to explain the gist of the invitation. And I'll tell you, (laughs) it hit me really hard, because I, in my mind and in my heart, thought to myself, what Jesus are they inviting people to? 
That, that, that's, 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 that's not this Jesus. No mention of sin. God forbid you mention the blood of Jesus Christ. It's been stripped out of the music. It'll offend people. Are you kidding me? The gospel is offensive. The gospel in and of itself is offensive. The gospel has the audacity to tell me I'm a sinner. (gasps) I'm a good person. No, you're not. You're a dirty, rotten, stinking sinner, and you need a Savior. I'm not coming back to this church. I want to go to a church that tells me what I want to hear, what my ears are itching to hear. I don't want to go to a church that's going to tell me what I need to hear. I don't want to hear that. Well, you need to hear that. Let me just close by reading 2 Corinthians. I, does it sound like and seem like I'm still kind of inside? Maybe I am. I, I really miss 2 Corinthians. You'll forgive me. So, well, I'll, I'll build a bridge and get over it here one of these days. But chapter 11 again, this time verses 3 and 4. Listen, Paul says this, I fear, I'm afraid, lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit, which you have not received, or a different gospel, which you have not accepted. And then he says this, you may well put up with it. You put up with it, you accept it, you tolerate it. Would to God that we would never be numbered amongst those who would receive a different gospel and a different Jesus. Jesus only. In Jesus' name. We're so glad you joined us today for Pastor J.D.'s continuing teaching in the book of Galatians. If you'd like to learn more about the Apostle Paul's letter, we encourage you to continue reading ahead. As you do, ask God to reveal the truths and promises contained in its verses to you. He will point you to the passages that he knows you need to read. You can also hear additional messages from Pastor J.D. on this book by visiting our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. Listen online or download these teachings to have available anytime. We've created a mobile app as well for Apple and Android devices, so you'll be able to take Pastor J.D.'s teachings with you on the go. We'd also like to tell you more about the Mideast Prophecy Update tab on our website. As followers of Jesus Christ, we're all eagerly anticipating His return to earth. 
We believe it's coming soon and that many events happening around the world right now are fulfilling the prophecies of the end times detailed in the Bible. Each week, Pastor J.D. takes a look at these events and what God's Word has to say about them and shares that information with us in the Mideast Prophecy Update. The purpose of these updates aren't to scare us, but to remind us how important it is that everyone know the redeeming hope of Jesus. These updates are new every week, so visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com to access the latest installments. That's all we have for today, but be sure to join us next time on In Spirit and Truth for more from the book of Galatians. Keeping me right with your way, holding me true to you.